Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. Hey, what's up? It's DeHuff. It's another episode of DeHuff Uncensored. I hope you're having a great day. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening. And today's podcast is presented to you by Superbook Sports Colorado Lake Street Tavern and 1876 Apparel. Don't forget, I'm going to put the link in the description so you you see the DeHuff's picks for some cool Colorado merch. And if you use that clink, that clink, if you use that link, then I get credit for the sale. And that goes to new podcast shit. And I can't wait. I might get a globe. I already have a globe, a sparkling globe or some weird shit, some new lights. I don't know. I probably need to invest in a new board. So that's all I'm saying. And then maybe, maybe what I do is for a week, I'm not saying to do this, but I'm saying it could, if if I'm happy enough, my board could be sponsored by you for a, a few episodes. I'm just saying, just saying it's possible. Again, that link, that link use the DeHuff's Picks link to buy some cool stuff from 1876 Apparel. It's all Colorado-oriented and just outdoors-oriented, so it's really cool stuff. All right, so we got a lot to get to today. Can't wait to get into it. I do want to, before I get into headlines, I really want to talk about this because it kind of bugged me last night. I The, the rule of thumb whenever you're on social media, especially when you're a media presence, is you should really try to avoid the comment section. And for the most part, I got to be honest, I love interacting with you guys. You're you're hilarious. You're very intelligent. Eh, most of you. Uh, you are, but that other guy. <laughs> oh, my God. But anyway, <laughs> I you should just basically just avoid the comment section. Because when you, when you talk about something that's kind of controversial, usually there's you're going to get both sides of the of the opinions, right? And I didn't think this would be a controversial thing that I did. I did get a lot of reaction when I talked about that vegan restaurant where that guy came in and started slapping people with meat. I kind of knew that that it would piss off the vegans. And I sure enough, sure enough, they did not see the humor in that. Even though I said, don't do it, they they got mad. And on TikTok, they, you know, attempted to be angry at me. But that's whatever. It's okay. Everybody has an opinion. But what I thought was funny was, uh, especially TikTok, people were upset with my video that I did about Weed Bear. And it's just a joke. Jesus Christ. Some people just get so offended and they're like, that's not funny at all. Or that's just a ripoff of Ted. Uh, Listen, now some people were joking saying, yeah, that's just Ted. Ha ha ha. And that's fine. I get it. But some people, it ruined their day. They're like, that's just Ted. God damn it. And this is what I have to say. No, it's not Ted. Completely different. Ted was a talking teddy bear. This is a real life bear that would kill people. 
and Ted just smoked weed and got, you know, uh, and, and banged that one lady with, uh, he, he didn't have a penis, so he used a carrot or something like that. I don't know. It's been a while since I've seen that movie. Hilarious. Plus, Ted hung out with Mark Wahlberg all the time. Weed Bear wouldn't hang out with Mark Wahlberg. I don't think. I mean, listen, but and, and that got me starting to go, can I do a Mark Wahlberg impression? So this is, this is my attempt. Don't judge me too hard, okay? <laughs> hey, guys, I got to go to work. Ted, are you too high to drive? Ted, stop chewing on that guy's face and take me to work. There you go. You're welcome. I'm Mark Wahlberg. Guys, what's going on? I can't do it. I can't do it. I need to work on it. I saw Andy Sandberg do it on SNL, and he just freaking, it's hilarious. You close your eyes, and you're like, that's fucking Mark Wahlberg. So I needed to be a, have a little bit more of a hint of a Boston, New England-type accent. And then he always is like, guys, I'm Mark Wahlberg. Say hi to your mother for me, okay? He, he kind of has that, I don't know if it is that Boston or is that New York, whatever. He kind of, his accent is similar to Michael Rappaport. And I just can't do it yet, okay? I'm working on it. I'm working on it here, okay? Get off my back. By the way, I have hardly gotten any negative responses to my podcast until this week. And I believe the power of the spoken word. I don't like to jinx myself, and I jinx myself. I was talking to somebody the other day, a guy named Nick, and I said, dude, I haven't got a like a negative comment in like six months, it feels like. I have such great listeners to this podcast. And then I say that, and then like the next day, it's like, fuck you. That's not how you should treat vegans. I didn't say that's how you treat vegans. I'm just saying it's a horrible thing that that guy did by slapping vegans in the face with raw meat. I'm just saying you can find the humor in that, right? Because the guy was quoting Pink Floyd as he did it. If you don't eat your meat, you can't have any pudding. It's funny. Jesus. <laughs> Some people. So I jinx myself. Have you guys ever done that? My wife does it all the time. The kids have been getting along really well lately. It's amazing. And I just look at her like, what in the fuck did you just do? She's like, what? You just jinxed them. And then sure the fuck enough. <laughs> it's, it's like two minutes later. Boom, boom, stomping, coming in the inside. She won't stop looking at me. <laughs> I'm like, is that a problem? Why is that a problem? He's staring at me. No, I'm not. He's chewing with his mouth open. No, I'm not. Well, yeah, you are, buddy. Ah! <laughs> Complete chaos. And I blame it 100% on my wife. She did it. She is the guilty one in this situation. Hey, you know what we need to do right now? Let's move on. Let's get into some headlines. Let's go! Let's go! And now, here are the headlines. <laughs> the way I'm looking at this, this is cool. But maybe you have a different perspective, and maybe there's more into it than, than is being released and talked about right now. Elon Musk. Yeah, I know. He's a bit of a hot topic at times because he tends to say stupid things at times on social media. Hey, guys. 
it, I understand he could be so successful with like Twitter and shit. He just needs to stay off his own platform. But anyway, moving that aside, Elon Musk has purchased thousands of acres of land just outside of Austin. We've actually talked about this before. That's right near SpaceX and the boring facilities that are under construction in that area. And he's planning to build his own town for his employees to live and work. The area also has signs up hanging from poles that say, welcome to Snailbrook, Texas, established 2021. So he's had this property for like two years, but now they're starting to put signs up and his objective is to have homes so his employees can live there and it's it's a more convenient commute for them for their for their jobs. Now he's wanting to offer rental houses to his employees well below market value for more than 110 homes. So that seems like a good thing, right? One of the homes on the property is also going to be a monastery school. I don't see what's wrong with this. If there's something wrong with this, please point it out to me at DeHuff Podcast or DeHuffOnCensored at gmail.com. I'm not seeing the negative in this. Some people are just, they're trying to throw politics in it. They're like, oh, he just wants to keep everybody under his thumb. I don't know. Like if if I had a, a job that I was, you know, you know, I talk for a living. <laughs> so it's not a real job. I do this from my home. But if if I had to, like when I worked at the radio station, I had to wake up at 2.30 in the morning, if not earlier, depending on weather, to get to work because I have to shower in the morning. That's just me. I can't shower late in the day. But if I didn't have to commute that far, I could have slept more. So you see the benefit of that just in that itself. Plus, you would have less wear and tear on your vehicles and less uh, energy costs to uh, power up your vehicles. Whether you have a Tesla, I imagine you'd... Could you imagine being the only person that has a gas <laughs> gas vehicle in Elon Musk's town? You'd be, the, you'd be the black sheep. They're like, look at that son of a bitch. Him and his... His Honda Accord, sure, it gets good gas mileage, but it's gas. <laughs> You're like, whatever. <laughs> it's fine. But you see what I'm saying? It would be kind of nice to have that where you didn't have the commute. You could sleep a little bit more. And, you know, once you're off work, you could easily get home. Now, that being said, I'm curious of what are his requirements for the job? Are you going to have to put in extra hours, work longer days. I I don't know. I don't know what the requirements are for that if you work for the boring company and all that all that stuff, but I don't see the negative in it. I think that's kind of cool. It would be kind of neat I say this, but then you're a lot I guess you would have to really love that job and you have to be a lot more committed to that job, which you should be committed to your job. You don't want to be bouncing around from job to job to job. So if you're if you're all set and fully invested in your company, that to me this would this would be a great thing. If you're like borderline and you you don't plan on staying at the company very long, do you want to do that? I don't know. I don't know. It's interesting. Let me know your thoughts to huff on censored at gmail.com 
or at Duff Podcast on my socials. The rich get richer. But this guy, I guess I don't have a problem with it. I guess I don't. Mint Mobile was purchased by T-Mobile. And if you don't know, Mint Mobile, uh, one of the minority owners is Ryan Reynolds. Deadpool himself. By the way, Ryan Reynolds is a very underappreciated actor. And I think he actually, I shouldn't really say that. I think at one point he was, but now with Deadpool and the success of Deadpool, I think a lot of people can go back and look at his work and say, yeah, he's just a really funny dude and just makes good movies. And I know everybody hates Green Lantern, but it wasn't that bad. (laughs) I mean, come on. But anyway, so he, even though he's a minority owner, he's going to get a good chunk of change out of this. They sold it for I believe it was $1.3 billion to um, T-Mobile, and T-Mobile acquired this along with some other assets that were under the umbrella along with Mint Mobile. So congratulations to them. So Ryan Reynolds is going to stay on as a creative role on behalf of Mint, where he currently is a spokesman. So you'll probably still see him related to this. And I, and to be honest, as long as they give him the control that it seems like he has already, where he's an entertaining presence for the network, I think that they'll be good. If they try to overthink it, then that's the problem. I, they keep it simple and, and funny. So Ryan Reynolds does a good job. So congratulations to them. Again, though, it's just, you know, it's amazing when you have money, how, how easy it can be to make even more money. It's it's wild, wild. By the way, the CEO of T-Mobile said uh, that Mint's fifteen dollar per month pricing plan will stay in place. The brand's two founders will also stay on to manage what will generally operate as a separate business unit, according to the release. So they they plan on if you have Mint Mobile, they they plan on plan on keeping things the same. They don't want to fuck with shit. They just want to make money off of it. So good for them. Good for you if you have it. I guess I've never talked to anybody that has Mint Mobile. I don't know how good it is. So if it's good, I mean, $15 a month, that's not bad. That's not bad at all. Hey, we got some uh, interesting statistics that are being thrown around due to a recent survey and based on the popularity of a current HBO show. What is it? We'll get into that. Coming up, make 2023 the year you beat Vegas. Superbook Sports gives you the chance every week to go head-to-head with the best odds makers in Las Vegas. There's no fancy computer algorithms, no guys across the pond setting lines for American sports. Just the best team of odds makers in the business behind the counter at Superbook in Las Vegas. Plus, Superbook features some of the best odds boosts and promo bets anywhere. So download the Superbook Sports Colorado app right now or visit Superbook.com and start your battle against Vegas right now. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. If you got a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. This is Chris Fuselay, owner of the Blake Street Tavern. I know it's the Joker's town and we just live in it. But I love to watch the dude who. If you do too, stop by the Blake Street Tavern. With a minimum alone, play with games on every night. It's the Blake Street Tavern where Denver watches sports. I have yet to see the show The Last of Us. 
It's on HBO. It's a zombie movie. And I, I keep bringing it up to my wife and she's like, no, it sounds kind of depressing. I don't know if I want to get into something like that right now. And then I swear to fucking God, guys, five minutes later, she'll be, I'll leave the room and I come back and she's watching like Dateline. I fucking kid you not. It makes no sense. What's more depressing? A make-believe zombie show or watching real-life murder stories? Hmm. <laughs> what the fuck? That makes no sense. Next time she pops on here, we need to grill her on that shit. Right? You're with me, right? You got my back, right? Ugh, so bizarre. But anyway, that's on my to-do list is to get into The Last of Us because everybody says it's a great show and it is revolving around zombies. Well, InsuraRanks uh, did a survey. They surveyed more than 1,000 U.S. citizens. So not a huge chunk, but enough where they can just throw out these these stats and, and get some traction on it. And I'm talking about it on my podcast. <laughs> So they talked about zombies in this and what they might do in case of a terrifying on-dead apocalypse. So they analyzed more than a thousand Google searches as well to help determine where each state lands on zombie apocalypse preparedness. The organization said states that are, aren't heavily populated and have lots of open spaces are best because you could live off the land stockpile weapons, and avoid other people. So that's something good to know. When we get mad here in Colorado about more and more people moving to this beautiful state, it's because we don't want the zombies to have a chance. And we want that chance. So go back to California, you motherfuckers. Anyway. <laughs> so what state do you think is the most prepared. I'll give you the top five, okay? Starting with number five, South Dakota. Number four, North Dakota. Makes sense. Nothing's going on up there. Plus, it's cold. Number three, Vermont. Number two, Alaska. And number one, what do you think it is? It's Wyoming. And those make sense. It's all because there's wide open spaces and the populations are low. That makes a lot of sense. Now, where are what are the bottom five? The bottom five. Number 46, Pennsylvania. Number 47, New York. Number 48, Florida. Florida. Yeah, <laughs> they're fucked. Number 49, Texas. Hey, I got a lot of people that listen in Texas on this podcast. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go move to Wyoming and you're good to go. And number 50, the least prepared for a zombie apocalypse in the United States. What state is it? It's California. And it makes sense. When you look at New York and California, very overpopulated areas. And it just, it makes sense. It makes sense. Now, where does Colorado rank? I was a little surprised on this, but I guess it depends where in Colorado you are. And obviously they don't break it down. 
Because if you think about it, the eastern plains of Colorado, it's not as heavily populated as the middle of Colorado. But they have Colorado ranked as number 28. What's surprising, and Josh 303 fan on Twitter wrote, he was very surprised with something. He said, how are the the southern states not in the top five? with moonshine, meth, and machine guns. My money's on the southern states. And I see his point. Like, who's going to have the most weapons? Because while they're saying the wide open spaces is going to benefit you, and the more space you have, the more opportunities to grow stuff is going to help you. Well, let's be honest. You also need to have a whacked out mind to stay alive meth and moonshine will do that and you got to have guns so i kind of see his point because let's see let's look at some of where west virginia came in at number 13 so that's not that bad and let's see where are some other ones arkansas 19 mississippi 21 where is Tennessee? I saw Tennessee earlier, and I can't find it. Tennessee, Tennessee's number 36. That's surprising to me. Georgia is 43rd. Yeah, 40, 44th. Okay, so I'm a little shocked on some of these. But that being said, they're, they're putting a lot into the equation. So do you agree with where Colorado is or wherever you're uh, looking at this, I push, put this out on Twitter. I'll post it on Facebook as well so you can take a look at it as well. But I, I, I find it fascinating that that Colorado's where it's at. But Because like if I lived in the Eastern Plains, I think I would have a better shot. So this is interesting too. He said, of those who believe that a zombie apocalypse is possible, which is one in 10 Americans, When do you think the zombie apocalypse will occur? 11% said zombies already exist. What? (laughs) There's 11% out there that believe that zombies are real already. That's mind-blowing to me. Now, that being said, 12% said zero to five years from now. Six to 10 years is 13%. 11 to 20 years is 18%. 21 to 30 years is 15%. 31 to 43, and and so on and so on. It gets smaller and smaller. So the states where Americans think a zombie outbreak would most likely occur, you can kind of figure this one out. It's it's basically the, the, the ones that are going to be the worst off. Number one, California. Number two, Florida. Number three, New York. Number four, Texas. And number five, Georgia. That's not, yeah, I would agree with that. It's going to happen somewhere like that. Now, what are your go-to weapons? Number 10, a katana blade. (laughs) Who has that lying around? If I had one, yeah, that'd be freaking awesome. Those things are sharp and durable. Number nine, a grenade. The thing I don't like about a grenade is it's a one-time use. While it's good, I would rather have a katana. Number eight, knife. Number seven, an axe. I don't agree with the knife. That's close range. You don't want that. 
You don't want that. An axe or a katana. So I I have a, a dispute with number eight, a knife, and a number nine, grenade. Number six, sword. So that kind of goes with the katana. The number five, crossbow. Yeah. Although you're, yeah, I guess, because if you shoot one, you can rip out the, the bow and potentially use it again. Number four, machete. Completely agree with that one. Number three, baseball bat. Number two, handgun. Number one, shotgun. I agree with most of those. I I mean, 11% of you think that this is this is potentially going to happen at any moment where it just the outbreak officially gets going. But I, I just I think we're good. But man, I just don't think a grenade and a knife are very legitimate sources of defense. Do you know how to kill a zombie? That was a, a question. 53% said yes, and 47% said no, I don't. 66% said they would kill a loved one if they were turned into a zombie. Oh, that would be hard. On average, Americans say they could kill 39 zombies in one day. <laughs> I, I, That's so stupid. That's such a dumb thing. But here's what's hilarious about that and, and kind of twisted to think about. Depending on what your weapon is and how, like if it's a shotgun, it's like how many shells do you have? How hard is it actually to kill a zombie? And, I mean, if you have a knife or a sword, that's going to be exhausting. 39 zombies in one day, you will be exhausted. You'll be... Maybe you can get through that, but I, I don't see you, you know, being worth a shit the next day. Who would be first that you know to die in a zombie apocalypse? You got number five, your coworker. Number four, your grandma. <laughs> number three, a pet. Oh, number two, your your mom, and number one, yourself. That's weird. Why would you say yourself? Most trustworthy people in case of a zombie apocalypse. At 14% is your pet, 16% your mother, your brother at 22%, your father 22%, your friend 35 and of course 70, 78%. That math does not add up. I They must have that broken down in a different way, but 78% said yourself. Yeah, ultimately you can't trust anybody other than yourself. I think it's odd that they don't have spouse on there because if the zombie apocalypse started now, I'm trusting my wife more than just about anybody. Then obviously my kids and stuff, but everybody else, eh, eh, I don't know. I don't know. If you could look at your spouse right now, look at them, your significant other, and you look at them in the eyes and say, can I trust you? If the zombie apocalypse happens, can I? And if they hesitate, if they hesitate, get a divorce. Get a divorce. I'm sure there's a good divorce lawyer out there. <laughs> Jesus. Don't hesitate on that shit. God. <laughs> oh, my God. Hey, real quick, let's get into the mailbag. Mailbag. You've got mail. <laughs> That's still funny to me. 
Sorry. <laughs> it's it's hilarious. Anyway, this comes in from Ramon. He says, I wish they would, but if I get endless breadsticks once, shouldn't those carry over to my next visit and beyond? Say I just want to stop by for a couple sticks before dinner. I should be covered, right? Ramon, I know you're kind of saying this tongue in cheek, but I went back and forth a little bit with Ramon on Twitter over this. I was like, no, dude, that's that's a it's a one time deal. Come on. They shouldn't have to do fine print. Ramon, you're the reason why we have people trying to sue Buffalo Wild Wings because their boneless wings aren't really wings. You're that guy. (laughs) That's you, Ramon. My God. Like, no, you can't do that. That doesn't carry over. But what I would love to do, and I I don't suggest you do this, Ramon, or anybody else, but it would be hilarious to actually see somebody like Ramon try to argue with a manager, (laughs) be like, whoa, 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 no. I came in here a couple days ago and got endless, bottomless, whatever you call it, breadsticks and salad. I'm here for my breadsticks and salad to go, please. Sir, no, that's a that's a one-time deal. <laughs> no, 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 does not say it on the menu, okay? Oh, my God, people. You stupid bastards. <laughs> Speaking of stupid bastards, next week you'll hear an interview with Kip Wilson of Stoned Appetit. I got a chance to sit down with him the other day. It was a great interview, and he gives a lot of tips on Great places to eat in Colorado. I always ask you guys that on social media. Best places for, like, say, a breakfast burrito. Best place for a great sandwich. And he fills us in, and it's it's. I can't wait to go try these places. So it's it's fun. Plus, he's he's an oddball. So it's going to be fun. So stay tuned for that. That's coming up next week. Hey, thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. Make sure you hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening. Share it with your friends. If you can, give it a nice review. That helps with the algorithm. Also, don't forget to go check out the 1876 apparel link that's going to be in this description. Why do I say check out the link? Because if you buy anything from the DeHuff's picks on that link, I get credit for that, and that's going to go towards boosting the podcast and helping this podcast grow, and it's going to help me be able to get merch created so I can help hook you guys up as well. So it's it's a big circle of life. Plus, they got some cool stuff. The one that I got to test out this weekend is they have some cool whiskey glasses on there. You'll see it. I put it as one of my picks, and it has like a mountain inside of it. So I, I, I can't wait to try those out just so I can say, ooh, I'm drinking from the Rocky Mountains. I'm drinking whiskey. <laughs> so you got to check it out. Make sure you click it through the DeHuff uh, picks, and that way I get credit for it. So thank you guys so much. Have a great day. Thanks so much to Superbook Sports Colorado as well as Blake Street Tavern. Go check them out at 23rd and Blake in downtown Denver. It's DeHuff Uncensored. Have an amazing day. Hopefully you smiled today. I'll talk to you next time. I love you so much. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. 
The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.